0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the NFL Draft Triple Take presented by UPMC. I'm Mike Pursuita, joined as always by Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson. We have been getting you ready for the NFL Draft position by position. We're into the second look at each of those aforementioned positions. So if you have been following along at home all along, you know what's going to happen next. If you don't, here's how we're breaking it down. Uh, for the second time, uh, it's not a list of our top five prospects at each position. It's a riser, a faller, and a sleeper at each position. We'll continue to do it that way through the second uh, time through the lineup. If you'll allow me a baseball analogy, I know our colleague, Bob Labriola loves those baseball analogies. So I try to make those where, wherever I can, uh, we'll also drop in some mock drafts here and there as we continue getting you ready for late April, uh, Dale wide receiver, uh, uh, We've been doing these type of shows for a couple of years now, and it seems every year there are all kind of wide receivers available—big ones, small ones, guys who play outside, guys who play slot. Uh, it's it's a never-ending supplier, so it seems.
1: Yeah, I mean it's definitely a buyer's market with this uh, with this position, and and uh, it has been each year. We get an influx of you know fifteen to twenty really good receivers every year, and this year's no difference. The difference this year, though, Mike, and we were, t- we were talking about this uh, prior to the show, so many guys just ran, you know, four fours and, and sub four fours in the, at, the, at the combine this year that, you know, the big ones did it, the small ones did it, the skinny ones did it, the bigger guy, like, it's just, what do you want? What do you want from the position? Because you're going to find somebody in this
2: draft that can probably fill that spot speed certainly is not a problem with this crop. That's for sure. And not a lot of real beefy guys, you know, besides Burks from Arkansas, a lot of tall, skinny and smaller dudes, but man, speed is evident.
0: Yeah. And, and to both your guys' points, the, the the size and speed is what's really starting to resonate with me. Mm-hmm. Um, big guys that can run. Uh, we keep saying that every show and uh, we're going to say it again. Speaking of which uh, I'll lead off uh, this, uh, this particular episode, uh, my riser, Traylon Burks of Arkansas. I know uh, a lot of people had him in their initial top fives, not just you guys. But uh, I was, uh, I don't know if skeptical is the word, but, uh, you know, he's clearly uh, an attention-getting prospect at 6'2", 225. Didn't exactly like the combine up, but uh, I heard he did better at Arkansas's Pro Day Uh, Still hasn't, uh, didn't do another 40-yard dash at Arkansas's Pro Day back on March the 9th. But uh, from what I read, uh, he was a a little more fluid and a little more eye-popping than he was in Indianapolis. Uh, Did I mention 6'2", 225? He thinks he's the next Debo Samuel. And if there's uh, something, uh, a, a characteristic, shall we say, of the way the game is being played that I am more obsessed with than running quarterbacks, it's running receivers, specifically guys that you could move them into the backfield or use them the way the Niners use Debo Samuel. Dale, I, you know, it doesn't seem like it's reinventing the wheel, and yet it is, and they got a lot of mileage out of it. Uh, find me a guy who can do that. I'm all in.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, when you mentioned a guy like Debo, who was a, a college running back that that transfer, you know, transitioned over to wide receiver, and that was what everybody loved about him coming out of the draft was that he ran with the ball in his hands like he was still a running back. Well, no kidding. Uh, but yeah, if you can find guys like that who, who have that receiver like quickness in hands and hands and can then get them the football, it makes you, you know, so much more dangerous when you when you break the huddle. OK, where is he going to line up at? Uh, you know, who are you who are you putting on him? Because that that makes a difference. And so you're looking for guys who can do those kind of things. Uh, my riser, Mike, is a is actually a Pittsburgh guy. Sky Moore out of Western Michigan, a Shady Side Academy uh, guy. Uh, you know, grew up in New Kensington. Was a quarterback at uh, at Shady Side Academy. Uh, went to Western Michigan. They moved him to the wide receiver. And the knock on him going into the combine, well, how fast is he really? He doesn't look that fast on tape. But then he went out and ran a four four one at five ten and one hundred ninety five pounds. Uh, If you watch him get off the line of scrimmage, uh, he has a really, just really efficient way of of doing so. It's really tough for for defensive backs to get a hand on him. Um, You know, there's a lot there to like. He caught a gajillion passes at at Western Michigan. And uh, did I mention, I I think I may have written this for Steelers.com, but his, uh, his wide receiver in high school, his star wideout who played with him when he was the quarterback was one Dino Tomlin.
0: There you go the son of mm. Mike Tomlin
1: think the Steelers might know a little bit about him
0: <laughs> just a bit. Uh, yeah, that guy's a really, uh, interesting player. Uh, Matt, who's your riser? Well, George Pickens from
2: Georgia and prototypical traits, you know, six three, one ninety five. Uh, if I asked, you know, two years ago, who's the best wide receiver in this class? Most would have said Pickens. I mean, he came in right away as a huge recruit, became Georgia's top guy, was a star early in his career. And then he tore his ACL in spring practice before the 2021 season when everyone thought he would just take the world by storm. And to his credit, he came out and finished the year and probably was not close to 100%. But since, you know, Georgia won the national title, he's looked great, you know, at the drills and combine and things like that. So you might get him at a discount.
0: Yeah, he's gotten some uh, attention, I guess, is the word, on social media. Some people have cut up some clips on Twitter and whatnot of him just destroying cornerbacks in the run game. You know, people line up yeah, opposite, yeah. And, and he just levels them. I mean, a fierce blocker. Uh, what do you think? Should we get a, a little two-man combine or two-man pro day going between Pickens and uh, Stingley Jr. from LSU, the quarterback, and both <laughs> of those guys? Can show everybody that they're both healthy at the same time. Yeah. Good one. Let's uh, let's stick with you, Matt uh, Faller. And uh, believe it or not, uh, we are all three of us uh, in complete concert on this one.
2: Yeah. And it, I think it has to be David Bell from Purdue. No one expected him to be an elite athlete or an elite tester. But when everyone else was shining in that regard, he really stood out in a negative way. And part of me is a little hesitant because his tape's good and he's really productive at Purdue. And Keenan Allen and Anquan Bolden, and there's many examples. Didn't test well, but their tape was great. So I do think people overrate testing with wide receivers a little, but I think he also has to be the follower.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially to your point, Matt, uh, in regards to how everybody else was posting all those great times Mm -hmm. in the 40 at the Combine, and and then he goes out and runs a 4.65. But to your point, you know Keenan Allen was in the four sevens. uh yeah, um, yeah. you know B- Bolden was in the four sevens. So, yeah. but everybody line,
0: else wasn't as fast. Right, back right, then, right, right. Right. So, right. That's a,
1: that's the a thing too. So, can he be successful in the NFL? Absolutely. I think he's a good route runner. I think he's smooth. There's a lot there to like. He's just not going to run away from anybody at the NFL level.
2: Mm-mm.
0: In terms of sleeper, uh, Dale, you already did a really good job uh, assessing Sky Moore from Western Michigan. I made him my sleeper in part because in case people are unaware, uh, in addition to speaking as we are right now, we, we write these up for Steelers.com and a f- full revelation, I wanted to write the sky's the limit and use it two <laughs> wise. wise, yeah, like he does in his name. And I did. So that's one of the I picked Skybor as my sleeper. Dale, you went to uh the great state of New Jersey for your sleeper.
1: Yeah, and, and a guy who has maybe a little bit of a similar skill set to a sky more, Bo Melton out of Rutgers, um, didn't put up crazy college stats because it was Rutgers. Uh I mean the quarterbacks there were an issue.
0: He's uh, football they, team this year, by the way.
1: Yeah, they weren't bad. And, and he was a big part of that. He's their leading receiver. Uh he can run the ball a little bit, uh, you know, do some end around stuff. Uh he's good in the return game. And then he went stuff. Yeah. And then he went and ran a four three, four forty. Uh, you know, this guy's fast. So there's a lot there to like, and, and, uh, you know, maybe not as refined as some of the other prospects coming up because they just didn't throw the ball and much as, as much at Rutgers as, as some of these other programs.
0: So wait, you say the guy coming out of Jersey's tough, but not necessarily refined. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. Okay. So, uh,
1: but this guy could be a nice sleeper for somebody I'm trying to wrap my head around that
0: Tony <laughs> Soprano <laughs> yeah. Rutgers, uh, lump James Gandolfini. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Matt, uh, you're sticking with, uh, shall we say, a little more of a known commodity, uh, if I can say that about a sleeper. Yeah, I will
2: say if I were to redo this, I think I would take Tyquan Thornton from Baylor. He ran a 4 to 8 and that shows up on tape, and he is really tough, too. He's not just a track guy. But I went with Justin Ross, who's sort of similar to uh, Pickens, who I had as my riser, in that, goes to a big time school Clemson 6'4", 205 was really good early in his career despite all the receivers Clemson had and then he had a serious injury I mean his was a spine injury so yeah, he may have got I have no idea what his medical evals were at the combine but that's a big deal obviously but now he's starting to get back into the flow so maybe you get him at this discount.
0: Boy that's, uh, that's a great point on the Baylor kid you got me thinking I should have
2: yeah, we kind of thought missed the that, boat on that. I should. thought that, that out a cool. little
0: bit, you know, but then you, you miss out on that sky's the limit line. Well, yeah, <laughs> big. Sometimes you got to root for the story, but that's just, right. It, that Baylor team was really fun to watch. It's a guy who had no, uh, you know, animosity or admiration. You just
1: like them because they wear green.
0: Nah. I just, <laughs> Boy,
1: they can run, though.
0: They they play a tough brand of ball on both sides, man. They You turn their game on, you you keep watching it. And uh, particularly late in the year, uh, really impressed with Baylor for for what it's worth. Uh, Hopefully you're really impressed with these position-by-position reviews that we've been doing. If you've been uh, following along with us, thank you for finding us uh, wherever and however you've done that. I want to remind everybody that uh, these are going to still are going to keep coming. Uh, We're going to do this stuff uh, between now and the draft. Uh, getting everybody ready, uh, looks at not just the positions, but we'll drop some mock drafts in and uh, try to do the best job we can do to get everybody ready for late April. You can catch it all on uh, all the Steelers' social media platforms. Uh, until you do, for Matt Williamson and Dale Lolly. I'm Mike Persuda. You have been listening to NFL Draft Triple Take, presented by UPMC.